0: Welcome to Lift and Love
1: Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to
0: lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ. And I'm Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Hello, Lift and Love listeners! We are once again thrilled to be with you today. We, lo- you know, it is such an honor to do this podcast. Like, anytime somebody tells me I listen to your podcast, I want to say thank you for like just spending thirty minutes with Allison and I. Right, Allison, like it's so humbling. It is. It is.
1: And we were just talking, we've already got people listening to a podcast that we haven't even advertised yet today. Yes. Like but hundreds a of people. And we're so grateful. And if you don't mind, if you put a little um, star rating, that helps people find it when they're Googling to find help in this arena. So just yes. a little plug there. But we are so grateful. We put our, um, our event on sale yesterday and we've, we're down to maybe 40%, we've only got 40% of our um, availability left. And I just, I was humbled last night at um, the need that there is for women, for mothers to be together in this event, in this, and to, um, to cling to one another in a community where we can understand each other clearly. And um, I, it's like we come together and we all know we're here, we're working through this the, with the Lord. I mean, it's just like it's an automatic understanding of all the things that you have to explain to people like over and over and over again
0: and they don't really understand. Right. Like I say, when your child comes out um as LGBTQ, you start speaking a different language and only another mom with another LGBTQ child can oh, she's that. like, oh yeah,
1: I got that. I get what you're saying. And and it's a hard thing because you you don't want, you know, there's just it's hard. People question motives and like kind of don't understand, but this group of mom, this community that is building of mothers and others, by the way, mothers and others, um, it's so strong and so powerful.
0: And it's, um, it's the best women, like, you know, cause I get the chance to work a lot with one-on-one and they humble me every time I get to work with them. Like the goodness of these women, like if you're coming. I hope like if th- this is going to come out like a week after, so it probably will be sold out, but if it's not go check or get on the waiting list because you, the spirit in this meeting, in our event, um, March 20, uh, February 28th and March 1st, you are going to leave um, edified, empowered. I promise you like it is going to be amazing. Two days. You don't want to miss it.
1: Such so, our, we're just building a community and uh, the event will be part of it. And we're just building just a place to be strengthened in the Lord and to better raise children, who are um, a new a new experience for all of us, right? All of these really. these um, experiences
0: our children having are new, and um, and experiences as moms are having are new. Like to be in like and uh, that's um, December first, where we are announcing um, we are going to do even a virtual commit community, a lift and love community with these moms where, so even if you can't come to our event, you still can join us. And the plans that, um, Allison and I have, it's going to be amazing. And, um, all the details will come out December 1st, but you, we, we know the need of not to feel isolated and to be able to have connection and to learn together and to love together and to grow in this space of being an LGBTQ mom and to get the tools and this, all of the, to invest in yourself because you really need to invest in yourself to you know we invest so much in our children especially when they come out right we always give them counseling and whatever they need and sometimes we don't take that same investment for us because it's our journey too and it's um it's it's a lot going on with you that you to to have a place to go where you're understood and you're seen it's just going to be a beautiful thing like what the lord's doing here i am humbled with it's amazing and I just am so grateful to be part of it. It's me, too, so and so
1: oh. amazing. and um it's just, I mean, it just creates you know endless touch points with the spirit. and i am so grateful. so. Yeah. Okay. okay, and I can't believe you committed us to
0: a date right here on the podcast I that's
1: know
0: it's good oh <laughs> well it is needed I guess that'll get done in time uh, <laughs> it's totally gonna be done first so <laughs> be ready okay oh my uh, we are on to you know we have done our mothers who knew it um one two three four and if you have not listened to them go back and listen to part one through four of um podcasts on these declarations they're all beautiful but we are up to number five we only one more after this. That's right. But they're both amazing. And this number five, I, I, when I read this, this just brings peace to my heart. So go ahead, Allison. Let's go okay. it. This one's about our
1: children's purpose. We believe that our LGBTQ children have been sent to the earth at this time for a divine mission. Their diversity is essential to the body of Christ, and we are not whole without them. They are here to teach us. And it's our responsibility to ask God what he wants us to know and how we can better love his children.
0: Mm, I, my favorite part of that, honestly, is our LGBTQ children have been sent to earth at this time for a divine mission. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about my son in that context changes everything. Doesn't it? It really does, and you know I think my favorite story, and you're going to expand on it, is X2. I mean X10 about the diversity, right?
1: Oh, this is one of my favorite stories, and I think about it all the time. Me too. I think about the what's in this, even just in my own daily life, and who I decide is worthy and not worthy. Right. Right. Right.
0: Like yeah, because that's. Kind of a natural. That is what your brain naturally does. We we do naturally judge, yeah. and you have to like really go to the higher brain to get out of the natural judgment.
1: Yeah, and judgment is an important part of survival. Right. This person That's is safe, or that lion's mouth is going to be dangerous, or <laughs> like downstep in front of that car. Like judgment is a natural part. So, so it's a natural and good part of us, and it's mm-hmm. also a um.
0: Can be limiting you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like anything, too much yeah. of a good thing can be right. A game messer upper. <laughs> yeah, yep, for sure. And so this is what we're learning in Acts um, in Acts ten. So Cornelius is a centurion, and it's and he's so he's Gentile by birth, and he's part of the Italian band, and he has over a hundred men at his um, awesome. command. Mm-hmm. And he is a faithful man. He wants to do the will of the Lord. So for four days, um, he said, he, four days ago, I was fasting unto this hour. So four days he fasted wow. and prayed. And he wanted to know, he was asking the Lord what he needed to do. And a man came to him, an angel, all dressed in white. And he said that the Lord had heard his prayers and he wanted him to send, um, the men to Joppa and to find a man named Simon or Peter.
0: And we know he was Simon Peter was the prophet at the time.
1: Right. And Simon was a tanner, meaning he took care of leather, right? He tanned leather. So he sends the men to Peter. Now, in the meantime, the Lord is preparing Peter. And Peter is praying on the roof of his house, actually. He's up praying. Um, as part of his um, devotion. And the heavens opened, and he saw a certain vessel descending unto him, and it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down of the earth, wherein were all manner of four footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air.
0: So, all of these things that are deemed unclean by. Um, yeah, to partake of, right? Like they were very. By, uh,
1: In the Hebrew um, traditions. Yep. And then a voice came to him and said, rise, Peter, and kill them and eat them. And he said, not so, Lord, I would never, nor have I ever done something so horrible. And he uses the words common or unclean. Mm. And the voice spoke unto him again and said the second time, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. So just so he would remember, the voice said it to him three more times. And then the vessel was received again up into heaven. So he was doubted himself that he had seen the vision. And as he was kind of like
0: coming out of, that, coming yeah.
1: out of it, he had this vision, like or this the spirit said to him, there's men coming. And mm-hmm. Cornelius's men came. So he went with them straight away, went back to Caesarea to be with, Cornelius, Cornelius's family was ready for them, and he brought them in. They brought him in to eat, which, by the way, was in sin, right? Eat with the unclean, right? But the but Peter had taken this dream and he understood it that there was something he needed to know here, and and this was um, an important moment of understanding that um, God loved all His.
0: Yeah, I, I know that, right. The respecter of persons. What verse is that? That's right. The so best. in
1: 34, it says,
0: Then Peter opened
1: his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, meaning mm-hmm. he doesn't place them higher or lower. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with
0: him. I, I love this story because, like, I think our natural men, we really do cling to what is like us, like that we're and we have to push ourselves to go out that people where people are different, different cultures and everything. And it's so interesting to see that this happened in the original church where they were keeping the um, teaching the gospel just to the Jewish people. And the Lord was like, No, it's now time to go to all the Gentiles and teach them. And I don't know if you realize this, but this happened also in um, the restoration uh, when the restoration, the early part of the restoration in 46, same kind of thing where the Lord is like, li- like this church started to limit who could come to sacrament and they could only right. limit, like um, in 46, it says that they were limiting who was coming to the sacrament to only earnest investigators or members. So only like the very serious who they deemed worthy to be there. right And Lord does not mince words in 46, four times he tells them, do not cast out any, four times in here. And it's just like, you know, in Acts 10, where he had to send the message to the prophet of like, no unclean thing. I'm not a respecter of persons. All my people are children of God that deserve the gospel. And he said the same in 46. And what I love about 46 is, you know, he kind of tells them like, you know, four times don't cast out. And then he goes directly into the section of like, like what, how every human being has gifts that he has given them. And he tells us they've been given these gifts for the benefit for all, like everybody who has a gift to benefit the group. Okay. And so I love how he ties these two into it, like to seek our gifts and like, like never cast out anybody and then like look for the gifts and to every man a gift is given. And it's just interesting that the same pattern happened where like, we try to limit it and limit the the gospel and the gospel is like for everybody. And, you know, it, and the diversity is not against God's gospel. It is God's gospel. And there's just this beautiful article. Um, it was part of the come follow me, um, for the new Testament. And it goes with the accent. It's called the blessings of diversity by Bryant Jensen, who is a associate professor at BYU. And he just gives, uh, and I'll link this in the show notes, just some beautiful, um, Quotes in here where he says, you know, Latter Day Scriptures teaches us that diversity of church members should enhance our united work and preparation for the Lord's second coming. The diversity of persons and people all around the globe is the strength of the church, and that's what um, President Uchtdorf said is a great strength. And you know, I think, like, do you want to go ahead and give that quote that um, Bishop Kosa said?
1: Yeah, let's see. Here we
0: go. A beautiful quote. So,
1: Bishop Gerald. Cose said, he's the presiding bishop. He taught that unity is not achieved by ignoring or and isolating members who seem to be different. Like how easy is that, right? Mm-hmm. Christ's unity is not subtractive, whereby we disregard significance of our differences. It's additive. We strive to understand, to appreciate and to integrate our differences in order to carry out the Lord's work. Our efforts to acknowledge and incorporate what makes us unique further unites us in Christ.
0: Think mm. about that. What makes us unique? Our efforts
1: you know. to acknowledge,
0: yeah, and
1: incorporate incorporate what makes each of us unique further unites us in Christ. Thus, our differences bring us together, just as doctrinal commun- uh, commonalities do. I mean, that is isn't that just all of the truth there. So when I was um, doing jewelry full-time, I got to travel all over the world to pick out parts and beads and materials to put yeah, in the jewelry. And um, I remember being in Senegal, and uh, which is in uh, West Africa, and we were being hosted by uh, this young guy who was taking us around. And I'm telling you, his smile cracked his face open it was so Ah. good and I said to him you are always smiling and he laughed and he's like well there's so much to be happy about and he's like you Americans have everything you need but you never smile and (laughs) I thought isn't that just so true true?" I'm like oh it's hot here and I'm eating with my hands and there is no sink and um the toilet I have to use a bucket
0: with. And our first (laughs) world problems like really do um, like limit our happiness sometimes, right? Our mindset. Totally, totally.
1: You know, and I, I got to spend time in, I mean, just the most beautiful places, but um, I mean, being in a place where you can hear the call to prayer from a minaret, that Mm -hmm. five time call to prayer and that rhythmic sound and, Everything stops in someone's life. I mean, we think we have prayers down, but take stop everything you're
0: doing. Yeah, pull your car over. Hundred percent on God. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and and get out your prayer rug and kneel down to the Lord and and worship Him. We might see it as, um, you know, that's not the way we pray. We don't pray in repetition, but their devotion is there. You know, such a beautiful way that you know, I mean, prayer beads, I collect prayer beads now because I love the idea of holding them in your hand and thinking about the Lord, thinking about your connection to God or, you know, greetings like namaste that bow to the God in someone else. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, like there's beautiful traditions. Yeah. Spiritual gifts that these religions and traditions have that when you're talking about that, it makes me so excited. Like I, and I think like elder Uchtroff really sees it because he talks about diversity a lot and probably because he's not American. And so he sees us like how myopic we can be sometimes as, Mm -hmm. you know, and cause as well. He's yeah. Yes. And like, like to think about once the gathering really goes full throttle, bringing in these spiritual gifts of things that they're better at than us and their relationship with God. It's going to be amazing to see how we change as a people and even grow. And I love the fact that we have more members now outside the United States than in the United States. Yeah. Like that is all like the rolling rock, right? That. Joseph Smith saw, I really think that Joseph Smith saw our day and really knew we did. We had, I love that quote when he was just with, in that room with those elders, I think the first 12 apostles. And he's like, you guys have no, just like a child sitting on the mother's lap. You have no idea what this church is going to be. And I think oh, we can you could imagine even that about us today, yeah. right? We have no uh, idea.
1: And I think we can apply that equally to our LGBTQ um, friends, family members of the church and members yeah. of the world you know, the family of Christ, like if we apply these same principles to these children of God and say, rather than look how different you are and look what you mm-hmm. seem to be flying in the face of, um, what if we all asked ourselves, Lord, like, or asked in prayer, Lord, what, what am I to learn? Right. There's definite differences here.
0: And I think that's the beautiful story about Acts 10 is Cornelius was praying and so was Peter. Mm. Like the Lord was preparing both of them. And so that really shows the pattern that it's not going to come from one half. Like all of us need to be praying and learning and the Lord can prepare our heart for the change. Well, what, whatever it's going to be, I don't even, you know, but like just to be who, open to who knows? But, but isn't that our responsibility? I mean, yes. as Jose says to
1: our efforts to acknowledge and incorporate incorporate what makes each of us unique further unites us in Christ. And as you read um, that God is no respecter of person, but in every nation, he feareth him, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness. So the root of the word righteousness in this um, scripture, particular scripture is from the group, the Greek word, and I'm going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And it means equity
0: that mm. there is fairness and equity there's
1: this. something maybe not fair but like equal to us in each of us in mm. every person yeah. and equal to the Lord and his righteous and and we, we now we can c- complain all day long about people, any kind of people that don't live in righteousness right but if we focus sometimes it's just easier to focus on people that are righteous or that are they have their heart open and reaching to God. We should be open to everybody, but that one is a step a hard step for some. But just to say what, Lord, like clearly we have many many LGBTQ people in our midst, way more than people of Islamic descent or Nepalese descent or, you know, in particularly in the United within States. Our yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. What
0: can we each learn? Yeah. What are we supposed to be learning?
1: Yeah. And what can I learn about the Nepalese people and their um, adherence to their God, the way they see God? And, but You're what right. can we see about our LGBTQ people in their differences and in their similarities and in their, yes. um, their kindness? And there's so many beautiful differences yeah. and, uh, that we have a lot to learn. A lot. And they have a lot to give to our communities. Absolutely. Um, And clearly they are praying. Their parents are praying. Right. They are praying for, just as Cornelius was, like, Lord, what can I...
0: Yeah, what can I learn?
1: What can I learn? What can I do to be more righteous and more focused on you, Lord?
0: And there's three things I think I want to pull out in this article, because it really is, it takes a concerted effort to... Really, have a commitment to achieve greater unity in our wards and our branches and within our global church. And I think he d- breaks down very three very simple things that we could all do. And the first one is seek regular and meaningful. I think meaningful is the key here. Mm-hmm. regular and meaningful interactions with those who differ from you. And you know, it's easy to be like fi- yeah, we just naturally go to people who look like us, people who talk like us, but instead of like trying to do the easy, but look for ways where like people are immerse yourself in different in the differences, because you will not be changed unless you really get into that meaningful interaction of those conversations and finding out their story. And whether it's like, with anybody in your ward like my I just give you a goal to pick somebody who you f- feels different from you in your ward or your circle and make a meaningful interaction with them invite them over for dinner do something that makes makes your circle bigger okay Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. Then, second is talk openly about the differences. You know where we really listen and we hear their stories, um even if it makes you uncomfortable. Their story, you're going to learn something. And you know when we prayfully allow ourselves to like be open to learn from the differences, this is where our misconceptions and our unattended biases, this mm-hmm. is where we actually change, and our pride and our humbleness changes. Okay. Yeah, and
1: so- I love that the the uncomfortableness because you have to sit with it. Yes. You have to let it sit on you and be uncomfortable. You can't push it back on them to try and, oh, well, but this is what you should be doing because that's, you're taking the uncomfortableness and you're like, I can't stand it. I don't want it on me and you're pushing it back on someone else and you
0: just have to sit in it. Yeah, good, good at managing your own comfortableness, your own yes. emotional and, regulation, and, right?
1: And think, because it will cause you to think. And that's the whole point is yes, you,
0: the dissonance you know. that will bring you, right? The biases, you're questioning the biases, because we all have these unintended biases. It's just how we're grown up and everything. And so when we stay in these biases, this is when we have this myopic view of the gospel and of other people. And that's where we need to be intentional of, of shaking our biases up. Yeah. And the yeah. third one is speak up on behalf of your brothers and sisters. And he mm-hmm. says that the scriptures teach us that of him unto much is given, much is required. And in and Doctrine Covenants 82.3. And the Lord identifies himself as our advocate with the Father in 29.5 in Doctrine and Covenants. And he expects us to advocate in a very Christ-like ways on behalf of our brothers and sisters. And it can be done in private ways, it can be done in louder ways. Like you really can decide. Like how you can advocate for other people that are different from you. And this really goes back to the no respecter of persons um, that we read in Acts 10. And I think um, Elder Christofferson, I love this quote that he gave, um, where he says, the diversity we find now in the church may be just the beginning It's not just diversity for diversity's sake, but people can bring different gifts and perspectives, and the wide range of experience and backgrounds and challenges that people face will show us what really is essential in the gospel of Christ, and much of the rest that's been, perhaps acquired over time, and is more cultural than doctrine can slip away and we could really learn to be disciples. Our differences, in other words, should help us better understand and become better disciples of Christ and be better, live the restored gospel of Jesus Christ in a more pure way. So the is, actually is actually going to shake what's not doctrine and, be, and really create this um, better discipleship with Jesus Christ when we open ourselves up to other people and their journey and the diversity. And so We know as mothers of LGBTQ children that how much the diversity of how our children see the world, how their relationship with Christ, how much it's taught us and actually given us the opportunity to create a better relationship with Jesus Christ. So we know that if you invest in other LGBTQ people, you will gain that same gift. And so let's read it one more time on the way out for you to think about. And we're just trying to have you think about the diversity of our LGBTQ people, um, the purpose of it. Like why? Why do we have, just like um, Peter had the dream and Cornelius was praying, like they learned um, what the Lord was doing. And it would be fun for us if we think of the power of the prayer of these such righteous LDS saints, um, members of the Church of Jesus Christ latter Saints, if we're petitioning the Lord, what he's, we know he's ready to teach us, but we have to ask. And so I think part of our role of the gathering is learning the purpose of everybody.
1: Yeah. And, and embracing. Yes, pulling the purpose, their purpose in to the body of Christ,
0: right, and all it and celebrating it. Yep. We can. I mean, there's so much we don't know yet about this. Is that fun? I I love that. I love when I have, Nelson gets up. It's like more to come. Like Christ, I love when he said Christ is going to do more amazing things from here to the second coming than he's ever done. I'm like, really? Like he's done some pretty amazing things. Like it excites me. All of this diversity. I'm totally, I'm totally here for it. I'm ready. Yep. Ready for the uncomfortableness to the change. I think it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Okay, you ready? Yeah. We believe that our LGBTQ children have been sent to the earth at this time for a divine mission. Their diversity is essential to the body of Christ, and we are not whole without them. They are here to teach us, and it's our responsibility to ask God what he wants us to know and how we can better love his children.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. I think that talk we went over and the scriptures dive into. It's Doctrine and Covenants 46, um, Acts 10, and I'll link the talk and just what your heart taught you because it taught us, Alice and I, so much. And we hope that you felt the spirit of it and felt the spirit of like the Lord's plan for his children and his LGBTQ and children and to help you find out just the purpose. And um, so we could serve better in that purpose for the Lord. And remember, if you have not signed up for um, the live event, um, hopefully it's not sold out or by this time. But if so, go put your name on the waiting list because we are thrilled to, um, we want to be with you. And thank you for listening today. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more tips and resources, follow
1: us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and Love Org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at JennyHunterCoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember... You are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.